Welcome to part two of our 80s and 90s action heroes. Hope that you guys enjoy it. Here we go. The next one on our list is one that I have a, I guess, a love-hate relationship with. Um, he's not, I, I don't think he was ever my favorite, but he's had, like, he's become a comedy. His whole persona is kind of like, or his action persona has always been a, a comedic, you know, joke. Um, and the next one is Chuck Norris. Uh, Chuck Norris is known for his spinning wheel kick. Um, a lot of people are going to know him for the 90s with um, uh, Texas Ranger, where he literally had like one move, uh, which is a punch to the face and a spinning kick to the gut. That was the extent of the, the martial arts. Uh, but he was uh, uh, popular in the 80s with the... Um, uh, let me check. Uh, one second. I had the page and I closed it. Um, the Octagon came out in 80. Silent Rage. Uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid, which is basically where all the facts come from. Because that's where he's... Uh, Invasion USA. Um, I forget which movie it is. I don't remember if it's um, Delta Force uh, or someone. He, he speaks, like, I think one sentence throughout the whole thing. And uh, he doesn't really speak much. Um, he was known for his action sequence. He was a martial artist. Um, his claim to fame uh, is uh, having beaten Bruce Lee in a tournament um, back in the day. And he actually, his first action role was being the bad guy in... Um, Enter the Dragon. Uh, no, not Enter the Dragon. Sorry. Uh, what what Bruce Lee movie? Uh, I keep forgetting. Uh, hold on. It's it's not it's not Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragons with the guy with the one, no hand. That's the tournament. Game of Death. Game of no. Ga is it game? No. All the things moved. Game of Death is the last one, right? The last one. Game of Death is the, the way, way of the dragon. Maybe it's the way of the dragon. Yeah, maybe it is the way of the dragon. Because Game of Death is the one with uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's not the one that he's in. Yeah. Okay. The the way. Yeah, it's the way of the way of the dragon. I know. I know which movie you're talking about. It's the one that he. Uh, they fight in the Coliseum. They fight at the end in the Coliseum. There. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So he's known for for that. That was his number one. Um, pretty much his number one thing. Um, and then after that, he got notoriety for, uh, for that. And he started getting more and more action roles and he's been pretty much, he's had, I mean, he's been popular. He's, he was able to reinvent himself with uh, Texas Ranger, but again, he's in, he's one of those action heroes that's starting to age. <laughs> he's in his seventies now. He's 73, 74. Still looks, no, still looks good for his age. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wasn't a, I was never a big fan cause I always found other than the, the movie with Bruce Lee, I always found his movies were kind of all the same. It's the same moves. He has a, a rot a rotary of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of moves. He picks the first three and that's what he uses for that movie. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. What do you guys think? I, uh, yeah, that's my take. Johnny, you okay. Go? For me, it's very simple. Out of all the all the lists, he's the one I hate the most. I think I didn't see not even one movie him at the theater. And then on TV, if if I do watch it halfway, I, I get bored. He doesn't interest me at all. He's very um, he has no chemistry. There's nothing. The way he talks, the way he acts, there's, there's, he's not funny. 
He's not dramatizing. He's, he's, he has no charisma. And, it's, I, I, and you feel you're right. His moves are predictable. It's all the same kind of move, same everything. And it's like he knows he, he's gonna get. He's gonna. He's gonna do it. It's predictable that, that oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna succeed in doing my round kick and my back kick and this. Now to me, it's same thing. Like, I I'll be simple. He's the other top ten. He's the one I hate the most. Doesn't really doesn't. There's nothing to nothing nothing for me for that for, with that guy. That's pretty simple. <laughs> oh yeah, because I cause I, 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 I was, I'm not intrigued by him at all. Like I, I told you, I watch a, one movie in the TV, half like just half of it, and I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Well, not worth for me to ask. It means like, nah, <laughs> he's worse than uh, Steven Seagal for myself. Monsieur. So what's worse, Steven? Do you know? Well, his his movies haven't aged well. I mean, you look at them now. I mean, I watched uh, Invasion USA not too long ago, and holy crap! <laughs> it's it really. I mean, the fight scenes are not too too bad but they're predictable like all his movies but the rest of the movie it just really aged really bad uh, yeah texas ranger you know i used to be a fan of the time and it had its, its following and if you look at his uh, you know his career he had a following and he, he worked quite he did quite a lot of movies so for him to make that many movies a lot of people must have liked him they must have gone in to watch his movies and stuff. So even though it's Poor acting. It's only a, it's all about the action, right? In the eighties. Or so. people love simple storylines, like the everybody's taste. And some people like like just like they don't like complicated storylines. Just like to just sit down and watch lame storylines. That's all. That's basically you know, and basically his movies. That's what they are, right? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Very lame. Very straightforward. Nothing predictable. And, uh... I have to go against the bad guy, and boom, go and go yeah. and fight. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. It's it's really black and white the storyline. Yeah, wow. and yeah, and he got his audience like that. And so I mean, you have to respect him for that. But um, you know, his his movies just I find didn't age well at all. All right, so Stephen, what do you think? Well, uh, sorry. Oh, no, I was gonna say it's th three people that are not a big fan of him. Well, 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 Steve, break the trend. <laughs> uh, you know, I used to be, I think I liked him in the beginning with um, Lone Wolf McQuaid, Good Guys Were Black, Cold of Silence. I thought they were decent. Uh, that's when he would, you know, he had a little life to him instead of doing just those round kicks and all this. He was okay. Um, I used to, I liked him in the beginning, but he kind of died off for me. He just didn't, didn't evolve or try to change like Stallone and Schwarzenegger did. And he just fell by the wayside, you know. Like I mean, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, oof, that should that was like ninety nine episodes, way more than we needed. And uh, you know, <coughs> I don't know. He, he's okay. I don't. You go. No, I don't know why they coming back with a vengeance with these mimes and stuff. But he's he's okay. He's a product of his time, I think. For me, he had he had a time, but now I just think he it's over. You know. For Walker, Texas Ranger. It was the typical 1980s, 1990s CBS formula. Format. You have, yeah. they have an outline, you follow that outline, and that's what it was for nine seasons, whatever it was. Murder, She Wrote was the same thing. Matlock was the same thing. I think Matlock was on CBS. Um, a lot of those shows, that they're, they're like, 
out of like there was a bit of con- continuity, but in general, if you look at all the, f- there's actually somebody on YouTube that put all the fight scenes from Texas Ranger into a YouTube video. It's about I think an hour. I swear to God, they're all the same. It's insane. It's I I, I never realized it until I you watch it one after the other. They're all the same. So yeah. So yeah, Chuck Norris. I guess we're not big fans of him. So uh, okay. Next one. He's, a, he's good for jokes, right? Online. There's all, well, all kinds of apps with Chuck Norris says this and Chuck well, Norris that, says the, that. Well, the Chuck Norris facts come from his lone, lone wolf McQuaid, right? The whole point is that he can destroy everyone by himself. And that kind of stuck with him. And even in Expendables, they make fun of his character, right? His character in the Expendables is the whole point is he is the rumor is that he was able to defeat a whole you know, army by himself. And that's like you know, he's a legend. So he, he, I think he knows about that. Um, I think at one point he was supposed to do a documentary or a movie about his facts. I don't know if that's still happening. That, that I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind watching. But other than that, like his older movies, I, yeah, they're hard to watch. All right, next on the list is another Bruce Lee alumni, uh, inadvertently. Um, he had played in... Uh, Enter the Dragon as a secondary character, and then his career took off, and he hasn't really stopped ever since. And the next one is Mr. Jackie Chan. Uh, I, I'll be very honest. I started watching him when he first came to North America in Brooklyn, uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Um, it wasn't one of his best movies, but I liked the fact that he was able to put humor and martial arts together a bit like Bruce Lee was able to do or very little others were able to do. He doesn't take himself seriously. And I really like that. And I've been his fan ever since. And I, I kind of like Steven did with, um, with uh, Van Damme where he went backwards. I did the same thing. So I started, you know, in the nineties, I started watching rumble in the Bronx. And then I went backwards watching project a police story, the protector, um, Dragon Lord, The Drunken Master, um, all those, they were all released in Asia uh, way before. Um, he's, you know, it doesn't show because he's in a lot of stuff, but he started his career in 1970. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a long time. And even though he's been aging, he's been, his action roles have been taking a back seat a little bit. He's doing less and less, but he still does some, some action scenes and um, he's able to hold his own. He still does his stunts. Um, I, I truly appreciate him for uh, the martial artist that he is. And um, uh, for me, in terms of martial artists, he's he's a cla- he's a classic guy that I would go over and over and watch his movies again. Well, that's that's just me. What do you guys think, Dino? Let's start with you this time. For me, well, I'm you know I, I'm a fan of Jackie Chan. Like you say, he, he mixes up uh, humor with martial arts. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Uh, he's very charismatic on the screen. And he seems to be the same way in real life. When you, you listen to his interviews, he seems to be the same, exactly the same. What you see is what you get type of personality. Uh, his older stuff, you could still look at it today. And they're pretty good. The fight scenes are pretty good. Um and yeah, basically, I, I'm a fan, so obviously I'm gonna like whatever he does. So, uh, how about 
Steve, Steve and Johnny, what do you think of Jackie Chan? I'll make Steven go. I would be last now. Uh, Jackie Chan, I'm, I'm the same. I got into Rumble the, in the Bronx, and I'm going backwards. Um, I mean, I think just think that the guy does his own stunts still to this day amazes me. Um, the guy's got the moves. He's got the skill. Um, he's another guy. He's kind of like a, like a Bruce Willis. He plays the everyday guy, but is he's the guy you don't push. You don't put him in the corner. You know what I mean? Um, he's lasted this long for a reason. He has appeal. Um, I'm slowly getting into him. I respect his ability, but I'm just haven't become that fan yet. You know, like this, like I love his action movies and I'm a hundred percent in, I do respect that he does his own stunts and, um, and that's about it. I'm, I'm slowly getting into him. It's going to take a few time, a few years, maybe, maybe the next podcast I'll, I'll turn around. You know what I mean? For me, Jackie Chang, he's like wine. He's getting better as he is, is get older. Like if you look at when he was younger, the uh, younger with Rush Hour and all the other movies he did, it was more comedy Asian style, right? Like he, like he's a lethal weapon, but he, he he's more like a down to earth guy who likes to joke around. He doesn't take he doesn't take life too seriously. But now, if you see as he progresses, he's taking more serious roles, you know. So he's maturing more. He's acting more, you know, and. But the guy is in amazing shape and everything. And I agree with Dino. This guy, he's a lovable guy in real life, the way he looks like. He laughs a lot. He's very... Uh, like I think if we see him on the, on the street, we don't know who he is. We think he's a harmless guy when he's really a lethal weapon. But uh, overall, I like his movies. It's, uh, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan, but he, he's doable. And that's it. And uh, my favorite one is Rush Hour. I... I I like that because it kind of reminds me of Lethal Weapon later on, you know, with the, with the Asian style in it. And, I'll, I'll, and that's it. All right. So that was Mr. Jackie Chan. Next on our list, uh, the man that uh, I know him from, uh, mostly from Tango and Cash. And since we already spoke about Stallone, you can only think at... Um, the next one on the list is uh, Mr. Kurt Russell, um, who's played in a gazillion movies. Um, he has a long legacy of, of, of action, uh, action sequences, but uh, I personally know him from, um, probably from Escape from New York. Yeah. Um, from, from, uh, from that, Tango and Cash, um, at that point, I knew about him. Um, I, I I didn't follow every movie that came out, but I, I followed him a little bit more. Uh, big Trouble in Little China was a big popular one for me. Um, but now he seems to also that was the '80s. But he's again he's one of those actors that was able to reinvent himself and play in various movies in different capacities, and not necessarily having to play the tough action guy. Um, case in point, he was the bad guy in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and he played that very well. Um, well, at least I thought. Um, so yeah. Um, Ego. Yeah. So uh, that's that's it for me for for Kurt Russell. He's probably not my favorite, but he's not my worst one either. He's in the middle of the pack. I appreciate his acting roles, um, what he brings to the table, but that's about it. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, or well, well, this is another another actor that's 
that has a lot of charisma on, on the screen, I find. Uh, all his movies, that, I mean, I'm not a, the biggest Kurt Russell fan, but his movies are pretty good. No matter, you look at them from the 80s, 90s, and even today, uh, they stand on his own, uh, on their own. So the the one movie that I, I was aware of for him was Big Trouble in Little China. That's the one that... Uh, that uh, made me discover Kurt Russell type of thing. But he was good in Tombstone and Stargate. Uh, the list is Backdraft was good too. Uh, uh, so yeah, so he's, uh, he's, a, he's a great actor. And and I think because he's still working today, because he that's another one that's a little older, uh, he's still, you know, he's working and you look at when the, his movies come out, and the, you know he comes out with two, three things every year, and he's, you know, so he, he's a great actor, and there's still an audience for him. So, all right, next. Okay, I'll take. Uh, he's like to me, I compare him to Mel Gibson. These two guys can act, can play different roles. The, like whatever role he takes, he doesn't he doesn't perform the same way as he did before that. Uh, I when I know okay, I remember from the Disney World. I can't exactly tell you which story, which movie it was, but I remember remember him when I seen the Escape from New York. I, I remember this guy's face from somewhere. But uh, and but when I loved him the most is still Tango and Cash. I still that's my favorite because he's kind of like what I like about an action movies like when you it's like he does his action. But it's when certain time he's about to say something, you know, a sarcastic remarks that come out of his mouth, and that's what I like about him because I'm I'm just I'm just itching on the chair and I'm waiting to laugh like crazy because he do a sarcastic remark and and I like the sense of humor in the action movie or his sarcasm or the way his face facial gesture he has. No, he's for me like some like I put him same thing as, as action stars. Him and Mel Gibson, or I, I find them they're 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 part to each other. That they're able to every movie they could they could change their performance. Not like the other guys, they kind of resembles a, there's a little bit too much resemblance. While well, these two could actually change their roles 100% from being a good guy to a bad guy to being uh, crazy to not crazy or changing the way they talk and everything. No, he's a he's look. I, I, he's not my favorite of all the action movie stars, but he's very good. I like as an actor, he's an amazing actor. So I'm not. I have nothing against this guy, no problem, especially Tango and Cash. D, Steven. Okay. Uh, for me, Russell, um, he's always been a favorite of mine. Um, I just think he's just a phenomenal actor. He can outact any of these guys on this list with his eyes closed. Um, you know, uh, Snake Plixen, you know, he developed the first... Anti-hero, I think before anti-hero became a term, um, you know, he, I think it was a, that was like the benchmark for Bruce Willis's diehard character, you know. Um, I think the thing from Kurt Russell was fantastic, a great horror movie there. Um, Big Trouble in Little China, bringing us, you know, martial arts to American cinema was one of the first introductions of it. Uh, that he he played the hero, but actually was the sidekick that did all the work. It really made fun of the genre. I like how he takes chances like that. Um, you know, Backdraft was sensational, Unlawful Entry, Tombstone, the guy, the guy can act, the guy can do it all, he can do comedy, he can do drama, you know, he, he's done movies with Meryl Streep, uh, and he can keep up, you know, 
the guy, I think for me, I think the world is beginning to catch up with him because now he's in the Fast and Furious franchise. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think the world is just caught up to saying like this guy, he can act. He's bottom line. He's a good actor, you know, and that's, and I think, you know, to make a credible hero or villain, you got to be able to act. And I think he does it and it seems to be effortlessly, you know. So that is Kurt Russell. It's good. All right. So before we go to our number one pick um, for uh, action star, our 80s action star list, uh, let's go through um, a few of our honorable mentions. Um, We'll start with me. So I have a couple of them on my list. Um, Number one, um, 80s wasn't a very female friendly for the action genre. Um, There's a few of them that I can think of like Michelle Yeoh. Uh, she was popular in Asia, um, but I remember personally Cynthia Rothrock, um, and I know everyone listening is who the hell is that? Um, she used to be. She's an insane martial artist. Um, she has she has an eighth degree black belt in Tang Soo Do, uh, black belt in Taekwondo, Karate, Eagle Kra, Wushu, Northern Shaolin, Sheesh. Uh, and Pai Lum Tao, Kung Fu. Um, she starred in about three or four movies in the 90s, martial arts, uh, but she's one of the first females to actually go on screen and be a martial artist and be front and center and being the leading role in, in that. Um, so I, for me, ever so often I try and find her movies. They're hard to find, only because they're not, they weren't super popular. Um, but yeah, I, I, I used to like her. And another one that I used to, uh, another actor that I liked, um, and it's kind of go hands, goes hands, hand in hand with Jackie Chan is Sammo Hung. Um, Sammo Hung um, is he's very good friends with Jackie Chan. Uh, they started around the same time. Uh, they known each other forever. They actually play in each other's movies either as a secondary character or whatever the case may be. Um, and if you don't know who he, Sammo Hung is, um, you may remember the TV show called Martial Law. Um, where he was an Asian uh, cop that came over to North America to find um, um, who kidnapped his daughter, um, and he and he you know he does a uh, he helps out the the, uh, the police department with their cases until they find his daughter, um, and he also played with Arnold Ar, um, uh, Arsenio Hall. Uh, so it's kind of like a buddy, you know, kind of like a rush hour type of uh, thing as well. So there was a comedic as- aspect of that as well. Um, I liked him, um, and for the simple reason, and I know that this is really a bad reason, but um, I never saw such a heavy man move so well. If you look at all the action heroes that we're looking at, um, other than our number one, which we didn't mention yet, but even our number one would be considered fit. Um, they're all reasonably thin and fit, and even in their heyday, other than Steven Seagal, which just ballooned, and he just decided to stop doing whatever he is and eats burgers. Um, uh, Samo Hung is a very heavy guy, and he moves, he does action sequences almost as good as Jackie Chan. And you, you don't truly appreciate what he does until you see some of the older movies that he's done. Um, you can f- probably find them on YouTube somewhere or just find Samuel Hung fight scenes. Um, and there's going to be a bunch of compilations that you'll be able to find. 
Um, and I find he's very underappreciated. He didn't start in the 80s, but he's very, very popular in Hong Kong, or he was. Um, he's also a great director. Um, he's directed a bunch of movies. Um, there's a movie recently that I watched, um, which was pretty, was original. It's an action flick where he used, I think he used to work for the government or, or, or an agency, and he's retired, but he has dementia and he has Alzheimer's. And all he does in the whole movie is they kidnap, I think, his granddaughter or something like that. I, I may get the details a little bit because they're fuzzy. I, I watched it like about a couple of years ago. Um, and, uh, and basically, the only thing he knows and he remembers is to, to fight for her and get her back. But you see him actually fighting dementia. Like some people come and see him and he, he's just he's lost and stuff like that. I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving, giving it justice, but it's really good. Um, it's a really good movie. It's worth the fight scenes are really good. And again, he's another one that's aging, and he's aging really, really well. Yeah, he's still he's still a little bit heavy, but he's he's aging really well. He still acts, still does his own stunts, um, and you know I have to applaud him for that. Um, and uh, that's it. That's that's my list for myself. Do you guys have any uh, honorable mentions? No, most of the ones I have are from the nineties. Yeah, me too. Like Jet Li, whatever. But well, the eighties, no. You have Dolph Lundgren. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I will break you. Yeah, you have uh, Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, yeah. He's from. Uh, what, what did he play in? The Reservoir Dogs and Pop. He was well. He was part of the Reservoir Dogs, but uh, in the eighties, he had a whole bunch of movies that he. Played he did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, no? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did. That was in the nineties, but yeah. But by that time, he was a known. He he's he was known and he was respected. So, but he started in, he started it also around the same time as uh, yeah. Jackie Chan. Yeah. Because he he played in the, in the Bruce Lee movies too. That that guy. Those are the the, the two. Uh, and there's also uh, Carl Weathers that played mm. Creed and and the Rocky and Rocky. He came out with a whole slew of uh, of action. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the best movie in the world, but hey, it was it was entertaining from what I remember it. Yeah. You know, you know the movies that I I watched. They were on one point. They just took them out of uh, off of Netflix. Um, and I remember renting renting this with with Dino. Uh, we used to rent them <laughs> all. Uh, it's um, American Ninja. And yeah, I remember. That. Michael oh, Tartikoff. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that did not age very well. <laughs> oh my god! It was like the fight scenes are so robotic. Um, you see them missing. <laughs> yeah, it's it like, looks pretty bad. Oh, it, made, it made wrestling look good, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I have to admit, I miss that. I miss the. I don't know what it is about online streaming. That it doesn't have that same appeal to me, but I used to miss. I miss. Dino can attest to this. We used to go to the video store, and sometimes the new releases that came out weren't really good. So we used to take like used to go in the the, the you know in the in the other sections, and we used to look at you no know, certain martial art like B martial arts movies and discover some martial arts movie that's so bad, um, but it's so bad that it's good type of category. 
Um, we used this, to laugh. Yeah, and... the, the discovery of these bad movies, or I, I find it hard to, like, I don't know. It's not the same streaming it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it or how, how to, to explain it. It's I, I, I find that I used to look at a lot more unknown content uh, at the video store, and I used to rent it. Whereas now with Netflix, you know, you can look at the... You, I have a reflex of, oh, not, not, um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an, uh, a 33. Ah, screw it. All right. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Are you guys the same? No, I think yeah. on Netflix, I think on Netflix, you could, it's almost the same thing as a video store. I mean, you go through the, the category and then you, you pop up with these B movies that, you know, maybe they won't be as bad as back in the day, but they're, they're still B movies. You have the Steven Seagal's there. Yeah, but see, even Steven Seagal wasn't considered a B movie. It was bad, but it had a big budget. Um, yeah. But then you had, I think Dino. I think you you still have these. Uh, when Bruce Lee died, they had um, knockoffs. Uh, Bruce yeah. Lee knockoffs. So you had like Bruce Lee L I, Bruce Lee L E, uh, Bruce Lee with three E's, and there's one called In the Image of Bruce Lee. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> atrocious i think if we put johnny steve myself and you dino in a room and we choreograph a fight scene it'll be better than what's on there it's insane <laughs> we, i think we used to actually wrestle better <laughs> yeah i think so yeah. <laughs> when we were kids um yeah it's it's um i don't know i just the i i miss the um i i I guess I, I just miss the video stores, that that whole feel of the video stores. Now video stores, they don't really exist. No, there's uh, the closest thing there's you have. Is, you have video Videotron. Oh, well, we hear it's Videotron in Montreal. That's basically yeah, it. but they're scattered all over. They're scattered. But before it was almost every block. Now there's almost nowhere. Oh, when we were uh, when I was a kid, we had what four within walking distance. Yeah, yeah four, exactly. Five, and now there's one. And we had, <laughs> we used to have video, Ro no, video Romans was in your house, but uh, Novatech no. was close to our house. Yeah. Video, video Lazare. Laser video, which, which only closed recently. So they were still open till recently and they gave me poop. So they're like, oh, we don't see you around anymore. I go, well, I stream my stuff online. Yeah. You're putting us out of business. I go, well, you didn't think ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. He gave me poop when I rented a movie. I go, well, all right thanks for thanks for the you should have said thanks for the business there but anyways uh there used to be where the videotron used now is used to be a bunch of stuff you had supreme video uh you had a bunch of other ones that went up and down video belanger uh near my grandmother's house oh that's a you're you're, you're going back a couple of years there yeah, but still, you still had you still had these these video stores all around the house. If let's say I remember, if one of them didn't have break-in, we used to go to another one. They used to have it. Yeah, that's true. Or we used to oh, this this video store is sold out of I don't know Die Hard, so we used to go to the next the next uh, store. Yeah, yeah, they have Die Hard and they have it they have it available and we used to rent it. That was the convenience. Obviously, now you don't have that issue with streaming. But still. All right. But you know, because Philip, because you know, because videos, it's kind of like you grab and you leave. Then even though you regret it, it's too late. You already went at the cash. 
Well, now we'll just have like next flick. You do your research. You look at what people's opinions, what's reviews. You 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 doubt you 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 doubt yourself three four times. But you know what though? If if I did what I do now, back then, there's a bunch of movies I would have never watched that now I look back on, and I you know like um, the Last Dragon, <laughs> the, la the Last Dragon, uh, Heavenly Kid. Uh, yeah, I just I, I think I think it's it's posted on a round table. Uh, yeah, it is posted on a round table. So I, I we started a new ser a new um, series called B Movies of Our Youth, and uh, the first movie that I reviewed is The Heavenly Kid. It's a bad movie by any standard. <laughs> um, it's not great by any means, but it's not it's a movie that I would have never watched now. I watched it back then because either I think that one we taped it off of movie picks back then. Um, but even then, I would have probably rented it at one point and, and looked at it, right? And it, it stuck with me. It's a, it's a B-movie. It's, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. You watch it. You don't tell anybody uh, that you watch it because it's so bad. But it's, it's a movie that I, I would have never watched now. And I think the viewing experience is slightly different from what it was back then. So I think although we want to discover more movies, the types of movies that are being released are a lot different. And we don't get a lot of the straight-to-DVD movies. Like I know on, on, on Xbox Video, you have the blockbusters that are there. It's rare that you're going to have a Steven Seagal movie. The Steven Seagal movies are going to appear on Netflix. And now even... Even now, with all the different services that are going to start being available, like uh, the Disney service, like in 2018, 2019, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, Amazon Prime Video. Um, now you have a bunch of services where different movies are going to be living in different places. This has nothing to do with the band, It gets it gets hard it gets harder and harder to to um, to see those movies appear. All right. That was a rant. Apologize for that. Yeah. Last name on our list. Drum roll. Um, this guy, we you probably know him as Han Solo from the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Wars. Oh God, dear Lord, I just made a mistake there. Um, <laughs> no hate mail, please. Um, Star Wars. Uh, film franchise uh he's known for indiana jones he's the fate and, and he still until a few years ago still released a movie for indiana jones uh, also um he's known for blade runner as well the man on our list and the last one on our list is mr harrison ford um guys take it away okay if i go Okay, he's the actor of all actors of all these all all these guys combined together. He has the charisma. He's yes, he he's the master of charisma, sarcasm, um, role playing. He could change. He could act like under a table easily compared to most of these other people. And personally, I like Star Wars. Without him, Star Wars been a very boring, pathetic movie. Because of him, it made it funny, made it enjoyable. Blade Runner. Amazing because of him, and also what's called um, what's it called? The, the 
Indiana Jones, thank you, because it's a blank right now. Uh, best actor of them all, hands down, completely, probably best actor, top 10 best actors on any any roles, any from action to drama, whatever. He's amazing, and uh, it's like he makes two hours effortlessly pass by easily. He's entertaining to, to the T. Uh, there's nothing I could say bad about him, and the best movie I like from him is Blade Runner. Then Indiana Jones, Star Wars. I'm not really a Star Wars fan. I'm Star Wars fanatic. I'm more, you know. But uh, yeah, that's it. It's uh, everything I'm gonna say. Is it's very high energy. Is the best of the best. Monsieur, Who wants to go next? Monsieur Puto. Uh, Harrison Ford, uh, another favorite of mine. I think he's um, brings some of the old school Hollywood acting into the 80s he kind of reminds me a little bit of steve mcqueen a little bit of uh, paul newman uh he's got that old school charisma he's got that you know macho stuff going for him but yet he's uh i think for most films he kind of like resembles the audience like if you watch star wars he kind of has a hard time grasping this thing called the force he doesn't believe it he believes in luck and you know ability but by The Force Awakens, he kind of goes, all of it's true. As Star Wars got ingrained into our psyche, it became part of his. So I think he's one of the actors that brings us along on the journeys of these films. And, you know, he created, like you know, like you said, Han Solo. Uh, you know, the Star Wars franchise is one of the biggest. The Indiana Jones franchise. And what's it called? The uh, Patriot Games franchise. He did that. Uh, I liked him in The Fugitive. I liked him in Air Force One, Blade Runner, Frantic. Uh, the guy can do it all. He's He's got charisma, believability, yet he's got some depth, some humility to him, some humanity. He's got it all going on. I think he's got the total package of being the tough guy, yet vulnerable. He plays both parts equally well. He can bring the guys into the theater as easily he brings in the women into the theater. You know, And that hasn't been done, I think, since maybe Sean Connery, you know? The last guy who has that ability to bring, who gets the guys excited just as the girls get excited, you know. Touche, that's true. You know, so for me, he's he deserves to be on the list. He's got uh, he's got everything going for him, and he deserves ultimately to be on this list. Uh, he maybe be the top five for sure. Ah, Better than Seagal. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> He's the complete opposite of the yin and the yang. Give him a ponytail, <laughs> he's still better than Seagal. I don't care. Monsieur de Montagne. Monsieur de Montaigne, well, he, this is another uh, actor that has a lot of charisma, and he showed that throughout his career. Still today, he's very charismatic on the screen. Uh, another, He's another actor that doesn't really look like an action star, but when he does play that role, he plays it perfectly, a bit like uh, Bruce Willis, I find. Uh, you know, the fact that he's in... Pretty big franchises shows that he's, uh, you know, he has something very good working for him. The the movie I liked him the best, and it's not, you know, it, it's not one of the franchises, is The Fugitive. I think he adapted that very well, and he, he played very well in there. The movie's very underrated. That's yes. what I find that. But. It's, it, I, it's rare that I, you know... I, we've talked extensively about like you know Hollywood not having ideas and doing remakes, but this is a, a, um, uh, an example of a remake done well. Obviously, the original was a TV show. Uh, the TV show had its appeal. 
but the the movie uh, with I think it's Tommy Lee Jones, right? That plays. Yes, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that the chemistry, the the writing, the everything in that movie is so well done, and it ages so well. You can watch the movie today, and it's just as good as it was back then. It ages very well. Yeah, there's a few, you know, there's a few things you can spot that makes it a product of the '90s, but at, 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 in the end, it, it age, the story itself uh, it ex- extends very well to today. And um, and you're you're right, Johnny. I I think um, in Star Wars he brings that extra level of um, entertainment. In, in, yeah, entertainment like that humor, the skepticism. Um, that you know he, he he made he made whatever Star Wars is in his own way believable because he's grounded in there. He's grounded. He believes in. Like Stephen was saying, he believes in luck. He believes in you know, you know stuff happening. He doesn't believe in in magic essentially, and it's it's good that he you know, um, he, he may it's it's fun to watch Star Wars and w- with him in in it. So yeah, so that's it for our uh, for our list of top ten um, action heroes from the eighties, or at least that we thought were from the eighties. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say? Be quiet, fuzzball. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. My you. My you. <laughs> All right, so um, so thanks for everyone for listening. Um, if you want to uh, look at our reviews, you can go to our Facebook page at aroundtable.ca. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at aroundtable with two R's, A-R-R-O-U-N-D-T-A-B-L-E. Um, don't forget to go to our website, aroundtable.ca. Uh, this week we've had, um, I believe, Stephen uh, posted a uh, review of the new Sticks album or the 20, 2017 or the newest album that they released. Um, I released uh, the video games of 2018 and also the first B-movies of our youth segment, uh, The Heavenly Kid. Um, so check that out and let us know uh, what you guys think. So have a good one, guys. Till next time. Take care. Ciao. Ciao. Live the dream. Ha, <laughs> ha,